Have you seen my, hey, have you seen my friend? Oh, I'm so excited. I get dance moves, faces off. No respect, no honor. Easy peasy. And they look Popping like dogs. dogs. Just hoping somebody can recognize them. Here's spot. Are you a soldier? Baby face boys. Very funny. No heels allowed. Woo-wee! Welcome back to the Babyface Bullies podcast. I am sweating because that was a hot, hot new intro. Did you hire someone to make that? Uh, no, I made oh it my myself. God, you are so goddamn talented. I hate it. But we are back this week. I am Miss Keep Your Distance, Sammers, and I'm here with... Vintown, stay away from me, clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Needs a little work. <laughs> yeah, needs, needs some work. We are back. The Babyface Bullies podcast is back. The last last week off, we fully intended to do a podcast, but this weird thing happened where the world ended. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not weird. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make light of it. It's terrible. Yeah, we just we plan to record Thursday night. Um, Wednesday night, I think, is when we started getting really concerned. And by Thursday, I was just not feeling that we could produce a good, fun podcast. Yeah, Wednesday night, we're watching Dynamite. During Dynamite, uh, the NBA is canceled. Yeah. Tom Hanks has coronavirus. Like, all these things, on and on and on. And it's just like, let's not do that. Yeah. So we're back this week. We're not trying to make light of the situation. We're very aware that it's scary. We don't know what's going to happen, but we'll try not to bring it up a lot in the podcast, but it is something that's very much happening right Right. now. We're going to keep doing it. And as long as we love wrestling, we're going to keep doing it. Wrestling will get us through this. So we're going to start the podcast like we always do by going through what did we watch this week. Uh, We watched Friday Night Smackdown last week with no fans. We watched Monday Night Raw for a minute with no fans. Oh, wait, 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 wait. When I was watching Raw, it looked like there were a ton of fans there. The whole stadium packed. (laughs) Yes, we uh, turned on Raw. Like, it took me a while to get it going <laughs> to find a good streaming version of it. And um, by the time I got it going, I realized, oh, wait, it's just the 2020 Royal Rumble. I've seen this before. And that was the end of me trying to watch Raw. Yeah, I didn't really understand. Because then there were clips of them in the performance center so like what parts of the royal rumble did they show i I don't know when we watched smackdown actually the same thing happened we were you know watching the show kind of trying to figure out what it was going to be and then they just showed elimination chamber Mm. which we also watched Mm -hmm. so it was like that was the end of it i turned it off you know i realized for a lot of people they probably kept watching They'd never seen that before, but we we saw it, so we turned it off. Right. You know, there might have been a time crunch, not a lot of time to, to figure out how to kind of work this, but 
you know, they have how many people assigned to the roster. Could you maybe put some people in the crowd? Just do something. Like, don't just act like it's a normal show in front of no crowd. Because that just feels forced and weird. Yeah, the weird thing to me was when uh, Michael Cole and Roman Reigns are sitting in the ring and they both had microphones <laughs> in their hand. And then I just, like, it, it was about halfway through and I was just like, Wait, why do they have microphones? Yeah. <laughs> like, who can't hear them? Uh-huh. I don't know. So, anyway, maybe they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like, during this time, I think a lot of people were like, oh my god, I hate empty arena wrestling, you know? There was, like, the tag match with Bailey and Sasha Banks, where it came out that they were not wrestling during the commercial break even though it was airing internationally which seems really yeah. weird but like i think people were like empty arena wrestling doesn't work this is over and i said aew just got the blueprint of what not to do so hopefully on right. wednesday they do it right and i have to say they did that they did they did to have wrestlers in the crowd like a limited number and clearly the heels are on one side and the rest of them are on the other side to have mjf and sean spears betting on the matches hilarious sean spears clearly shit-faced yeah i hope that uh peyton gave him a ride to work and picked him up afterwards because he clearly over imbibed I don't know. I think that's a word for drinking. Imbibed, I think. He was drunk. He was fucking drunk. He was hammered. <laughs> I thought he had those contacts in that he wore against Cody, but no, he was just that shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, when I was watching Raw and SmackDown, I was like, you know, this isn't Orlando. Probably half the roster lives in Orlando. And all the performance center guys and all that and girls, like, why aren't they just in the crowd? AEW, of course, got that right. Some of the best moments of the night were crowd interaction things with the wrestlers. You know, they all, like, were their their characters. And whether you love them or hate them, you loved or hate them more afterwards. Right. Yeah. It was a cool way for them to get, like additional screen time right without having to be in the ring or without getting a match on the show so i i liked it a lot i was enjoying it <laughs> yeah there was a couple of matches earlier where it was like oh there's no crowd this is kind of weird but but i think in the second hour especially it was like there's not a crowd i don't even notice and i don't even care yeah you know, especially the the big news of the night are two piece, two big pieces of news. Uh, Brody Lee made his AEW debut, which how bad do you feel for the people who live in Rochester, his hometown, oh, where I, AEW was supposed to be? Dang, I didn't know that. Didn't get to see him. And also Matt Hardy mm-hmm. debuted. Yes. Very exciting <laughs> times. I was... Popping hard all night. <laughs> and I'm not talking about my pants. <laughs> or was I? <laughs> yeah, so Brody Lee 
former Luke Harper is the exalted one. How do you feel about that? I love it. I love it. (laughs) When people were speculating him on Twitter, I was kind of like, okay, maybe, but I'm like 99% sure it's going to be Matt Hardy. But then they kind of acknowledged that and put that into the storyline. So then I thought, okay, clearly it's not Matt Hardy. I still don't know if it would be Brody Lee. But then it was. I was surprised, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was like a reveal where maybe I'm not in total shock, but I'm very happy at what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, did I at one point in my life suspect him? Like, absolutely. Was I so happy that it was him and I loved the way it was all done? Absolutely! Yeah, it was great. The way they did, like, how... The voice was all distorted, and then it slowly started not being distorted. But I think there were a lot of different voices in there, like, combined to form one, because at one point it sounded like a woman's voice. Um, But anyway, that's... I haven't done any research into that. (laughs) Uh, What I liked about it, too, is that you you weren't watching this back then, but, like, it's like Brody Lee, when he was in Chikara, he was... You know, he's probably only like, I don't know, six foot three or something like that. But he looks like. Only six foot three. Right. <laughs> but he looks like. Like a god standing next to Stu Grayson. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he looks like a murderer. Which in <laughs> WWE, you, you just don't really get the chance to look like that. You know, when you're. When he's partners with Eric Rowan, he looks like the little guy. True. But when he's standing next to Evil Uno, he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger mixed with Shaq <laughs> with a beard. Evil Uno, the card game coming this Halloween. <laughs> Draw two or get murdered. <laughs> Evil Uno, the card game, would just be every card is a draw for. Yeah. There's no way to win. You just play Uno forever. forever. <laughs> That was funny. I don't know if you thought this when we were watching it, but like when Christopher Daniels was like talking on the mic and he's like, and you evil Uno, like it's weird. (laughs) It's one thing to call yourself evil Uno, but for someone else to refer to you like, would you like, um, would you like any sugar in your tea? Evil Uno. (laughs) Well, what would be weirder calling him evil Uno or just saying, and you Uno. (laughs) Uno, more like, oh no. Uno, more like, you know that it's time to move on from this topic. (laughs) But that brings us to the other debut of the night, which was Matt Hardy, Mm. the broken one. Uh Wonderful. Delete me. I thought for sure they were going to, you know, they panned in, they panned out, they panned into Matt Hardy. I thought they were going to pan out again and there was going to be fucking Rebby playing the piano. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Except Rebby's like, I ain't, I ain't going to Jacksonville, no damn coronavirus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Rebby's like, you dyeing your hair red? Fine. You want me to go to Jacksonville during the coronavirus? Hell no. I'm staying on the compound, <laughs> bitch. It was nice to see Matt Hardy. You know, it just shows the power of having, like, a strong character. 
because like what was it two weeks ago he was on raw getting beat up mm-hmm. but he was dressed like i think we talked about this last time like 1998 matt hardy yeah with like the tight black shirt <laughs> so he shows up here with like a new hair and the old doing the delete and it's like yeah he just left wwe but he's not he's not that guy that was in wwe Right, yeah. I think people have been waiting for this for a long time. Because you explained to me when they first came back to WWE, him and Jeff at WrestleMania 33 or 34, whatever that was. And people were so excited. And he had that broken character in TNA, but then he couldn't do the broken Matt Hardy character in WWE because there was whatever legal shit. So this has been like years of people waiting to see like, fully what this character can be right did you forget that he was broken matt hardy and wwe he was but like <laughs> not i don't think to the fullest potential of what people thought no i i agree with you 100 yeah. i was just wondering if you remembered <laughs> when he wrestled no i totally remember when he wrestled no Bray Wyatt yeah at the totally lake. uh-huh do you remember that wait actually i don't <laughs> <laughs> i knew it <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck Fuck Bray Wyatt. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't have any memories of him. I regret not. I regret remembering. I wish I could forget everything Bray Wyatt did. Mm. But I hope that (laughs) since Brother Jeff is still trapped in the jailhouse that is wwe matt hardy will need a new tag team partner and clearly it's going to be his drone right <laughs> i mean that's that's what it showed us i right? listened to um i didn't tell you this i listened to matt hardy on chris jericho's podcast yeah did they talk about steak um i don't remember <laughs> he's <laughs> he said that the character was based on true blood after watching a lot of true blood which I'm just gonna leave that part alone, but they but an interesting thing that they did say was that if this show would have been in Rochester as planned, they couldn't have flown the drone in because oh. like they have law. New York has laws Commercial about drone laws. And yeah, yeah. So I'm almost. It's almost like a silver lining. Yeah. Like that drone. Like you and I like looked at each other. Like is that. Remember how Matt Hardy had the drone? Yeah. And it was like, that was a cool signal that he's coming. Yeah, it was like, it was creepy too because you just heard the buzzing at first. You yeah. didn't hear, you didn't see it. So it was like, what the fuck? Is someone like building a set backstage or <laughs> right. someone like masturbating? <laughs> I mean, it was me, but. Oh, <laughs> Cut that out. But yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't to know. sum it up, it was cool. <laughs> if I can be a total dork for a second, though. <laughs> Just for one second? Just for one. Okay. So, Blood and Guts, War, a.k.a. War Games, that's like a hatred-filled match. You're in that match because you hate them. And it's like, what does Matt Hardy care about Sammy Guevara? I want Darby in there. That's all I'm saying. I want Darby in there. Dork time over. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Should we move on? Sure. 
So there was one other part of AEW Dynamite that I know you wanted to talk about. Oh, God. The opening segment of the show. Yes. Which we're calling. <clears throat> My three dads. <laughs> I got all these daddy issues. My three dads. Originally, we missed the opening of AEW Dynamite. We were cooking garbage plates. If you haven't had one, try them. Speaking of Rochester, Rochester is probably a big fan of garbage plates, even though I have no idea where Rochester is. Upstate New York, that's where they're from. So anyway, we were cooking. We couldn't get the TV to work. Yeah, Fight TV was screwing up for some reason, but whatever. So I missed I miss that opening. I watched it the next day when I woke up on YouTube, and I was halfway through before I realized I had tears streaming down my face. Cody fucking makes me cry every time he's on camera. Every time I see him, he just has that stupid charisma, and it's like, you want to root for him. But for at the same time, you like like him so much that it just makes you cry. Like you realize you love wrestling so much, and how are we so blessed to have wrestling in our lives? <laughs> you just fucking cry. So then you know Matt Jackson came out, and he always just kind of rambles on, but it was still nice and Kenny and they were just out there like making us all feel reassured like you know it's a really scary time but one thing people continue to need is entertainment and it just made you feel at ease with having a good time watching the show because some people I think a very real thing going on right now is that people feel feel guilty for having a good time or enjoying stuff but I think they did it did a good job of being like, no, it's okay. You need entertainment to survive. You need to like get get those endorphins going. So long story short, <laughs> Cody, Matt Jackson, and Kenny Omega are my three dads. They're the three dads of wrestling. And Hangman Adam Page is our dad's cool friend who we also have a crush on and is super hot. I got all these daddy couldn't have said it better myself, especially that last part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we clearly loved AEW Dynamite. But like all things in wrestling, not everyone felt that way. Which brings us to this week's controversy. We have a tweet here from Ryan Satin from Pro Wrestling Sheet, formerly of TMZ. I thought it was Ryan Satan. Also a WWE employee. He so. went for TMZ. That's where you gotta start. Did he have to be in the room with one of those cups? I think so. Amazing. Innovative. <laughs> Never been done before. Yeah, and he's like, hey, what's that guy's name from TMZ? I have no the main idea. Guy? Let's say his name is Gary. Hey, Gary, did you hear Hulk Hogan has a sex tape? Gary's <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, dork. <laughs> You've said this every day for six years. <laughs> you don't even work here. <laughs> You're an intern, unpaid. 
<laughs> anyway, so Ryan Satin had a tweet. I realized AEW had wrestlers sit ringside tonight to enhance the wrestling with no crowd. But how did most of those people classify as essential personnel? Should AEW be risking public health to have talent sit in the arena as fans? Especially older guys like Tully slash Jake Roberts. The government has been telling people gatherings should have as few people as possible with six feet of social distancing if you can. Starting the show saying, don't live in a prison of fear. Having an audience sit closely with each other and booking a lumberjack sends a bad message. IMO. So, a lot to unpack here. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, first of all, that there was probably four people on the bad guy side. MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Tully, oh, Jake Roberts, and Lance Archer. So six they, people. They were like f six feet away, though. Right. They weren't They weren't all too close to each other, but, that, but that's six people. And on the, the babyface side, it was yeah. SCU, Colt, um... Joey. Joey, Janela, Sunny Kiss for a little bit, Dustin. And then I think later that Sunny Kiss and Janela left and were replaced by Dustin You're Rhodes right. and someone else. The best so, like, friends came out. Yeah, and the best too, friends. But then other people but were gone. But I think SCU was gone right. too. So, like, I don't think they ever had more than six on one half of the ring. And for sure not more than ten. And in the ring itself, they never had more than well, the main event had seven. So really, they kind of did follow those rules about social gatherings. I, I mean, besides the touching part. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not talking about the touching part in the ring. He's talking about the crowd. I guess his argument just doesn't make sense. Because if, if that's what you're concerned about, you really should be concerned about the people in the ring then. Because that's skin-to-skin -skin contact. You're sweating. You're spitting. And then WWE did the same thing. So I'm not phrasing this well, but... Right, I think... I mean, I can agree with what he says about the older guys. Maybe not so smart. Yeah. I think they followed the rules pretty well. And it's like, like you said, the best friends were at ringside for the main event. But they had a match early in the night. So were they, quote-unquote, essential personnel? Well, they worked that night. They were there. Right. Yeah. They were working. Mm-hmm. And so I think half of this tweet is pretty stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to agree with anything that he says, but I'm going to agree with this part. The real issue... I'm going to agree with what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the real issue is just getting there. SCU, the Bucks... They live in fucking California. They flew from California to Jacksonville, where all these videos came out of people mm. like on spring break and shit. Like, if you want to be mad about something, be mad about that. Yeah. Like airports, hotels, planes, Florida. <laughs> that's Florida. like the, that's the real issue with them doing this. Is it essential to go to Florida? I say never. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get where he's coming from, but they were, like you said, 
for the most part, following the recommendations and don't attack something just to attack something. So, that was a less fun segment than I thought it would be. <laughs> Let's move on to... The, the fuck, fuck news? What the fuck? The Undertaker and Michelle McCool posted a hot tub video, but it's not what you think. They are in a pool, and there's... A great big pussy. Talking about saving the tigers of Myrtle Beach. What the fuck? The fuck? What the fuck? The fuck? What the fuck? We have a beautiful shot here, and you guys will have to see the visual of this video, too. The audio is pretty good, but the visual is a whole nother level. Undertaker and Michelle McCool in a pool with a tiger. Right, and they're talking about how if we don't save the tigers... Tiger, singular. Ti- if we don't, yeah, we don't save the tiger, Tony. We're not going to be able to save ourselves? Right. We'll never rest in peace? No. Huh? Huh. Why are they in a pool? Like, why are they in a pool or a hot tub with this tiger? <laughs> it, it, uh, it's, this is the most confusing video of the year. The year. And the president has given multiple press conferences. <laughs> I mean, really. And how did they get involved with this? Myrtle Beach, don't they live in Texas? Yeah, is this a brand deal? Is this a, yeah. is this like an advertisement? And it was in the Undertaker's Insta stories. That's amazing. <laughs> Which, how do you know that Fabe is dead? The Undertaker has a fucking Instagram and he posts stories. About saving the tiger. Hey, Jim Cornette, you want to fucking complain about Orange Cassidy? Why don't you go to the Undertaker's Instagram? It's not great. Kill me. I mean, we could get into the whole ethical dilemma of this about how this fucking poor tiger is probably abused by these fucking assholes in Myrtle Beach, Florida. Is it Myrtle Beach in South Carolina? The same thing. Yeah. Same difference. But but we don't even have to. This this is insane. These people I'm just waiting for this tiger to turn around <laughs> and bite off both of their implants. Where's his? His hair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, that was this week's the fuck news. What What the the fuck? And now, it's time for a public Seamus announcement. It's a shameful thing. This week in the public Seamus announcement, Seamus spent St. Patrick's Day at home. Alone. Coming from an Irishman, this is a big deal. And it just goes to show that you too don't need to go out to have fun. Please stay home. If you're able, please, if you're able. This has been a public Seamus announcement. Let's get to a new segment we're calling Fantasyland. So the thing that we most enjoyed about AEW this week was the wrestlers in the crowd. 
Cole Cabana on fire. MJF on fire. We're asking ourselves today, who would be our dream crowd of wrestlers? Sam, who's in our dream crowd? Top five. Um, okay. Mine would be, of course, it's a given, best friends. I have to have both of them, not just one. Orange Cassidy, sorry. It's another body, and we only got five spots. So you're taking up, I'm you're taking doing up a double? Two. You got I'm taking up two with Chuck and Trent. I, Orange Cassidy is great. He was wearing Matt Jackson's vest. Wow. I mean, you can pick him. To me, he's not... I guess he is part of Best Friends, but they write Best Friends with Orange Cassidy. No, yeah. Best Friends is Best Friends. Best Friends is Chuck and Trent. And that would be your two picks. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, my pick is Asuka. The best part of SmackDown this week was her dancing on the ramp. Mm Mm-hmm. And the best part of Raw this week was the brief moment when she was on commentary. So let's just combine those two things and put her dead center of the camera and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Well, since I picked two, you can pick the next one. Um, my next pick would be, this is going to shock you. You're not going to believe this pick. I'm waiting. Rusev. I just think this guy would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I could see him like taking off his shirt and throwing it at somebody. He would definitely drink. If You know, if Seamus... Didn't just have his dogs at St. Patty's Day. I think Rusev would be be there. St. Patty's Day, more like Rusev Day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> it's Rusev Day. This is a terrible pick, so you no, Rusev finish is out good. our crew. You can finish out our crew. Okay, when I was thinking of wrestlers to put ringside, I was like, okay, do I pick like the fun weirdos and put each of them at a corner and they're all just yelling, like, do I put Matt Hardy in one corner and someone else in the other corner? <laughs> Then I was like, no, I just want people who would be having a good time, fun to hang out with. Um, And that's why the final pick is Dan Manners. (laughs) End of discussion. (laughs) Yeah, maybe the greatest wrestler. Um, I mean, maybe you guys don't know him because you're not familiar with the uh, Edmonton (laughs) independent scene. To which I just got to say, I feel sorry for you. You're missing out. Uh, There's one wrestler I'm surprised we didn't pick. And really, would like before Dynamite would have been my number one pick, which would be Joy Janela. My whole True. pre-booking for Dynamite was my fantasy booking was Joy Janela in a case of White Claw in the front row. But he was just—I don't know if it was because it was a corporate situation or what—but he was just a little bit reserved. Probably because it was hard to get booze there. <laughs> the concessions it, it did, were open. <laughs> it didn't stop Sean Spears. Oh, true. He was a little off, but right. he did sing. He, was kind he of did sing Jungle Boy's uh, indie mm-hmm. theme, Tarzan Boy. Mm-hmm. So that was a good time. Anyway, let's finish this off with our favorite segment. Ooh, I'm talking about seductive Dave Meltzer. Seductive Dave Meltzer. So seductive. Even my own experience in canceling my flight with Southwest Airlines to Tampa. I was told that the money would not be refunded, but could only be used for a credit on a future flight within one year. Oh. 
Yeah, no shit. Piss off, little baby. Bye. <laughs> that's that. That's how airlines work. Yep. Guess what? We were going to go to Boston for AEW. Yeah. Guess what? We got a credit. Yeah. You ain't special, Dave. And if you want special treatment, don't be flying Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> like, Could you imagine flying a Southwest flight with Dave Meltzer? No, because I don't even... I couldn't pick him from a crowd, honestly. Oh. <laughs> I've seen his photo, but he just looks like an, a, a white guy. Whew. This brings us to Wrestler of the Week. Samers, who is your Wrestler of the Week? When I had to think of Wrestler of the Week, my first thought was Sammy Guevara. He's not my ultimate choice. I like him, but I don't like him because you're not supposed to like him. But I fucking pop so hard. When he was singing Judas in my mind, Judas, Judas, <laughs> but he's not my choice because I'm not supposed to like him. My choice is Colt Cabana simply for, well, for a lot of reasons. Colt's now in AEW. He deserves it. He's a nice guy. He's worked hard. He's f- hilarious. He's great at TikTok. He's great at social media, but for the sole reason of him saying, I'm also a wrestler, is why Cole Cabana is my wrestler of the week. <laughs> Best line of AEW. Dynamite this week. Okay, well, I was going to say that Sammy Guevara <laughs> is my wrestler just of the cut, week. Just cut my stuff. Sammy Guevara is my wrestler of the week. Him singing Judas this week was a highlight of all highlights. He just absolutely stole the show and he got Chris Jericho to break character and laugh and everyone was having more fun with that than anything else but that's not it like during the match there's a part where he knows the camera's on and uh Santana is going for a pin and then he just jumps on the apron and flexes you know like he always knows the right place to put his stupid ass face like he is so good at it his Vlogs are actually good. Sometimes they're better than VTE. Mm. Well, he's young. He knows how to edit and right and his his videos are crazy edited well. Yeah, crazily edited. well. He has a drone too. Yeah, is he the new Matt Hardy? Got broken. Broken Sammy Guevara. He's a guy who just he just gets it, you know. Yes, you can't teach charisma right and he has it yeah and he knows how to weaponize it he's just Ooh. like he's just Watch one out. of those guys like i think one day he'll be the AEW champion and we'll fucking hate him 10 times more than we hate him now and it's gonna be great i liked when it was sammy and mjf and then sean spears in the background eating chicken i was like my last three brain cells <laughs> your last three boyfriends hey so we never talk about them again. So that's it for this week's episode Woo! of the Baby Face Bullies podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. We just posted a video last week that is pretty good playing the wrestler meme game. Yeah, play along. Tweet at us. Let us know what bad wrestler memes you guys find on the internet. <laughs> you can follow us at BBY Facebook bullies at twitter.com bb face bullies 
We also have Instagram, YouTube, babyfacebullies.us to find links to everything and more. Sam, it's been a great time. Hey, keep your distance. Miss unafraid. Miss out of my worry. Miss never let a man interfere. Oh. Thanks so much for tuning in. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. We love you. Good night. And good luck. <laughs> Bang! Yeah.